Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the cat. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by La Rosa's. We'll tell you a little bit more about them in just a bit. We got to talk some football and basketball. Lots of moving parts on the UK campus today because school is about to get back in session for the summer season. So there are both football and basketball athletes on campus. Plus, uh, we'll discuss a little bit more about Kyle's piece since you all went out and read it um, after you listened to Mr. Tucker's fantastic tease of it. Um, but let's start, Kyle. Uh, the video came out today. All of social media was a buzz. The Instagram stories were a popping. Every player that is now back on campus and freshmen have to do the video of their their of the little boomerang of them in their locker room, their locker, um, showing that they have an owl locker at at the UK practice facility. Um, I guess we'll kind of touch on the number news. It seems like uh, Mr. Ashton Haggins has a new number. Yeah, number zero went from two last season to zero. I'm I I guess there was probably some sort of trade. For one, I, I assume that he wanted zero. I think he wore it in high school. Wanted zero last year, but couldn't get it because Quad A Green was here when he first got here. Uh, so he took two. Um, and uh, I don't know if I can't remember if Khalil Whitney was two in high school or not, but he's now the new number two. Um, so uh, you know, it's interesting. I think uh, is Nate Sistina number four because I believe that's what he was at Bucknell. Uh, I think he was number four. I'm looking at um. Khalil Whitney pictures, and he is wearing number two in the AAU okay. game I'm seeing. So he so. must have wanted that number, and I would assume Ashton was willing to go back, or, or maybe even eager to go back to his uh, zero. And so I, I did a story uh, last preseason, I'll probably do it again, um, where I asked all the guys, like, why, why are you wearing that number? Actually, what are the numbers? What are, what are the new guys' numbers? Why are you um, asking... We had this in the pre meet, the pre show talk, and I just <laughs> I don't told have you. It right in front, well, I don't have my computer right in front of me. Uh, because I was thinking if it's number four, that would be interesting because Nick Richards, he he had the coolest of all the answers to why do you wear the number you For some guys, it was like literally just it's what they handed me when I got here. Uh, I remember Emmanuel quickly, I think, uh, said that he wanted, he and uh, Kelvin Johnson both wanted three, and somehow Kelvin got it. Uh, or something like that. Um, okay, I see. I have. Uh, I've looked this up. Uh, Brennan Canada, friend of the podcast, is number fourteen. Let me, okay, so he took Tyler Hero's number. And uh, I can look up. I think I can find Maxie's here. I'm doing like live. I'm just searching Instagram stories because that's where I got. I think the Cat's Paws account tweeted all the newcomers' numbers all in a row. Well, that's not. Well, I'm already looking through Instagram stories though. Maxie's number three. Okay, Maxie got number three. So quickly, I guess, decided to stick with five. I think five is what he ended up with. I can find the cat's ball story. If you would have like told me that you were going to do this to me, I would have had it up. <laughs> it was just a tweet. Anyway, yes, the larger point is those guys are almost every guy is on campus now. Nate Sestina is here. He was in the video they tweeted out where the Wildcat mascot was helping the players move in. Uh, Ashton Higgins had the goofy like sit like '90s sitcom clip where he's like uh, cheesy smiling as he greets the Wildcat 
but uh, Hagen's is here. I believe we saw um, Maxi is here. Khalil Whitney is here. Uh, Sestina is here. I know one guy who isn't yet is Johnny Juzang. Uh, his dad told me they were bringing him here in, like in the teens, like June thirteenth or fourteenth or something. Yes. Um, so just in a couple weeks. Um, but that that's uh, that's another like small thing that's really I always think kind of a, actually a pretty big thing. Uh, getting the whole team on campus. One, you have some veteran guys, so they know everything and know their way around, the four guys that came back. But also all the new guys being here really early in the summer to have a full summer together. There were a couple years where, like the Harrison Twins' first year, they came super late. I think they got here in like August, and a couple other guys as well. And that does that is a challenge when you don't have any of that summertime. Really, there's not a lot of or, a ton of organized basketball but just like time to hang with each other and have some, you know, bonding and chemistry and all that yep. and, and play pickup basketball. That's so what they're going to, you know, within the next two weeks, I think the whole squad will be here and they'll be, they'll be hooping it up and they'll be getting to know each other. I got the numbers tweet. Nate Sestina is numero uno. Okay. So Nick Richards wasn't giving up his four. No. Because Nate, so for, if anybody doesn't remember that, uh, Nick Richards explained the reason he wears number four is because it's always just been him and the three women in his life, his mom, his aunt, and his sister, and that those those people have been sort of like his heart and soul his whole life, and so he wears the number four, and every time he puts it on, he thinks about who he's representing, and I thought, I thought that was pretty cool. So he's not giving up the number four. Then Khalil Whitney has two, Tyrese Maxey has three, Johnny Juzang has ten, Dante Allen has eleven, Keon Brooks has twelve. And as mentioned, Brendan Canada has fourteen. There's all your new numbers. Well, well and who was who was like a was Brandon Knight number eleven? You we were talking about this before we started that we're terrible with numbers. Yeah, and for whatever reason, you've decided to just completely quiz me. <laughs> I like I don't understand this. Uh, but the, you figure there's a handful. Like I, you know, I don't know a ton, but like I remember, Knight's twelve. Twelve. Okay, I remember. Like I can tell you, Kit Gilchrist was fourteen. I can tell you. Dave, everybody knows Davis is 23. John Wall was one, right? Yeah. Um, Tyler Eulis was three. I think three was like had a pretty good run. Like, I think Tyler Eulis, um, um, well, such a good run that I can't remember anymore. <laughs> it had a bunch of good guys. So, anyway, Tyler Eulis, Kevin Johnson, Terrence Jones. And you're looking all this up on your phone right now, aren't you? No, I'm not actually. I, that, that, I have, I, I'm, you teased me about not focusing during the during the podcast, so I, I was resolved to not look at my computer or my phone. But that also has rendered me useless in researching facts in real time. So I'm shooting from the hip here. All right. Well, I guess the other thing that needs to be mentioned about these guys on campus is that that video that they put out. You mentioned Hagen. That was a fantastic. It turned into a GIF of him like hugging the mascot. Yes. And the bit of the mascot helping guys move in was just so funny to me. Like it the was way they were interacting with the mascot. Yeah. Yes. Even having like a full on adult conversation with the mascot, one sided conversation was pretty solid. It was really good. Um, people, are going to, people are going to really like Nate. Uh, you know, as our listeners know, I spent a good deal of time up in his hometown hanging out with him. And I just, there's, I, I also know the kind of players that fans really latch on to when they get to know them and hear their interviews and 
Nate Sestina is going to be one of those dudes. Um, AKA much like Reed Travis was. I mean, just he, he's going to really impress people. AKA Nelly. Nelly, according to his girlfriend, uh, his nickname he has a nickname Nelly, and as I replied to her, his mom's nickname for him is, I think, much better and more embarrassing, and that is Nady Tady. Nady Tady. So yeah, um, and as Kyle mentioned, the pickup stuff. If you follow any of these guys on social media, they're all already in the Joe Craft Center, um, shooting around doing drills. That's the that's the cool thing to do if you are a young basketball player. You you take a you take your shirt off and you lay it on the ground and show that it is super sweaty and then you do a boomerang of that and with the time so you so people know when you were in the gym. Rise and grind. Mm-hmm. Stay hungry. Stay humble. There's some hashtag that Brad Calipari uses and I forget exactly what it means. What it like? It's it's a <laughs> hashtag. I'm transferring. <laughs> well, he got mad. I'm out. Brad Calipari uh, called out Nike because apparently one of his shoes ripped. <laughs> Really? Yeah, it was on. I'm sure, Cal love that. It was on his Instagram story. Don't bite the hand that feeds your entire family, Brett. <laughs> well, he was uh, like, I don't. He's, I love these Kobe fours or whatever the shoe was, but this is unacceptable. And then, like he, you could. They, he didn't say any of that. It was like written on the screen, and then you could see like the side had like ripped. I don't know how he did it. It wasn't like a full blowout. The shoe was still viable. Uh, but part of the the fabric of the outer shell had ripped. So Brad Calipari is very close to as explosive as Zion <laughs> Williamson. So I could see how it happened. <laughs> Coming up next, uh, we are going to talk some football. There is a new addition to one of the walls outside of Kroger Field, and uh, I got a chance to talk to some UK football players who did a service trip over in Ethiopia, and I'll share some of their the stories that they shared uh, with the media today. But before that, I do want to tell you guys about La Rosa's Pizzeria, which is now open on in Lexington on Richmond Road, as Kyle described in the last podcast, right next to the Skyline Chili, and in basically in the same building as the first watch over there. La Rosa's is a Cincinnati thing, kind of like Skyline, um, but Buddy La Rosa uh, has expanded his footprint all the way down here uh, into the Bluegrass region, and they got delicious pizzas. Obviously, they're a pizzeria, but that's not all they got. They got pasta. They got salad, breadsticks, all those kind of dishes. You can order it to go. You can get it delivered, or you can go into their awesome store over on Richmond Road. Uh, they got an awesome dining room, very kid-friendly. They, you know, you get the little the coloring spaces, which is always very important. Family-friendly, um, awesome staff, all those things. You try all their different dishes. It's all really, really good. You can check out LaRosas.com or call 888-LA-ROSAS. That's L-A-R-O-S-A-S.com uh, um, for their menus and for more information about the LaRosas Pizzeria, which is now open in Lexington. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. So, Kyle, um, I was heading over to the football facility. And outside, there were these guys putting up this giant sign. And I'm like, hey, that's Josh Allen. And I took a picture of it, and I tweeted it out, and everybody was giving me all these retweets. And then I didn't realize until I started talking to you about it that this is actually technically a repurposed giant sign of Josh Allen. It's the back of him flexing, and above it, it says, Recruit, Develop. Yeah, it's pretty. It's it's pretty cool that uh, that thing found a home because it was 
the big controversy in Nashville. They they unfurled that, and everybody got excited. And then I guess the, was it the NFL that made them take it down? I don't know the full story of what exactly went down, um, but no, it was not allowed to stay. And if you look at the 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 big sign, and I mean when I say big, it's like really really big. I don't exactly know the the measurements, but I'll re- I'll retweet it from the the show account. But it's at the bottom. There is a Wildcat logo and then a logo which is like crossed over in like green marker, but it, it, it resembles the shape of the NFL logo. So maybe that was where the bone of contention came from. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it's it's still covered up now, even at, here at UK. But uh, but um, I think Josh Allen, that's a that's a physical symbol of what I think will be true for a long time. Josh Allen will be the poster boy for a lot of promotional efforts, both with the team to get people excited about it, but especially uh, as they bring prospects to campus, they're going to be telling the Josh Allen story for a long time. Yeah, and um, it, it just why wouldn't you sell that? <laughs> I mean, it's such yeah, a huge deal. Exactly. Um, and the other, well, actually, there was a multitude of reasons why I was at the football facility. I also got the chance chance to talk to a couple coaches, um, and those will be in your ears soon uh, within the next couple weeks uh, those interviews so stay on the lookout for that but also um, Boogie Watson, Landon Young and Calvin Taylor had a press conference where they talked about their service trip over to Ethiopia um, and visiting the the people who are in need over there really kind of like powerful stuff Kyle uh, you would expect it you know what I mean It's uh, they went to a couple different spots and the two that they talked about the most were this was a, a town that was at the top of the hill, and these kids and all these people who lived in this community have had to travel down the hill um, to get their schooling or to sell what what the the products that they had. Um, one of the kind of like things that stood out to Landon Young that he was discussing is uh, the women in the town would bundle up wood, and then they would they would like roll it on their back and they would take it down the mountain to sell it in the city square that was down there, they would make, you know, just like a dollar or two, you know, a very minimal amount. But the amount of wood that they would carry was extremely heavy. And Landon Young, this this will tell you, Kyle, how heavy it was. He said that Calvin Taylor couldn't pick it up. Like that, really? Yeah. And, I mean, from a physics standpoint, you could, I, I think Taylor would have been able to carry it. He just couldn't, like, physically deadlift it, you know, because the, right. way, the way Landon described it, um, they would like roll it up on their back, which is still literal back backbreaking work. Um, they also got a chance to feed uh, hungry children, um, and they discussed how it was really cool to see those kids who were in such need. The first thing they would do was share, um, and you yeah. hear these tales all the time. But you know, uh, so like. I don't know. It felt like this is going to sound semi cheesy, but I kind of was seeing it through like these these young men's eyes, like Landon Young describing it about how like these guys will share before they'll do anything else, and to him, kind of have them having these like realization moments of how good they have it and we all have it here. Uh, it, w- it was cool to see. Um, I have a, a the full video up on um, BigBlueInsider.com, um, if, and it's on my timeline as well. If if you want to check it out. Um, but I mean, they had a multitude of stories, and there were some fun ones too. Uh, <laughs> as you would imagine, Kyle, these are three giant football players, and one of the stops they had like a little animal refuge, and they did camel rides. You, you, have you ever ridden a camel, Kyle? 
No, no, but I remember seeing pictures of John Calipari on a camel when he was in Egypt two summers ago with uh, Team USA. Yeah, that's true. I remember asking PJ Washington about that camel, um, and he said that he who somebody didn't like it. Somebody was scared. I think of the Hamadou camel. was scared of the camel. That was it. That you, I think you're right. I think it was Hamadou that was scared of the camel. Well, in this instance, according to the guys, the camel was scared of them. <laughs> because obviously these are big old dudes. Uh, you got an offensive Talk line. About backbreaking work <laughs> trying to carry, trying to carry a lamb and yoga on your back, even for a camel. That's, that's quite a lot. Of- yeah, here's here's what they said. So uh, Landon kind of set it up, and he said that the camel ha- uh, gave Boogie Watson a ride, and then Calvin Taylor alive a ride, and then they uh, broke for lunch. They like you know. Had lunch and the camel went to give the camels a rest. But but yeah, and so they kind of did. And Landon was like, Landon said he was like per, like giving this camel like thinking for the camel. He goes, yeah, I think the camel thought he was all good. Uh, but then I hopped up on there, uh, and it was pretty clear. He go, he was like, it was pretty clear that he didn't want to do it. Uh, it took him a couple times to stand all the way up. He had to sit back down. And then uh, Calvin Taylor chimed in and goes, looked like the camel had hydraulics. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, probably not the best idea to throw a big 300 pound dude on a camel's back, but, uh, well, yeah. I, but you- I will say, I will say though, on a serious note, I think that trip that they do every year with UK athletics and it's not just football players. I don't think, I think they, no, they take a bunch of different athletes. Oh uh, yeah. There's uh, going to be another one, I think in July with more athletes. Um, yeah, they do it with all the different programs and uh, you know that that's I think that trip started around the time that I came here, or I started being aware of it in like 2011. Um, I know the football players started doing those trips around that time, and, and and then other athletes as well. I just think that's a very cool thing that they do. Um, you know, Mitch Barnhart and and a lot of his staff I think are very committed to trying to help these athletes get like a, a well-rounded experience and learn how to be good human beings. And, uh, I think that trip has been a really cool, like every single guy and girl, uh, that has gone on those trips or man and woman, I should say young man and women. Uh, they all seem deeply impacted by it and I don't see how you couldn't be, but, uh, I just, I think that's a really, a very cool thing that they do. I think it's an important thing. I think every person at some point in their formidable years should, even if it's within their own country or even just their own city, should spend multiple days in a place where all the people are a lot worse off than than you are. Well, whatever your circumstance, even if you're not all that well off yourself, I think it's pretty easy to find somebody that's in a lot worse circumstance than you. And I don't think there's a more valuable thing to do for perspective than to do that and and it doesn't get much more stark than to go over into that situation they go into in ethiopia well and i will say specifically to this ethiopian trip one of the towns they they went to kyle the the whole economy uh was based off a dump they lived by literally like they lived by a dump that's where they got their food and that's where they got their source of money because they would pick through the garbage and then try to resell it resell it into in the in the city square or whatever to make some money for themselves. And it was, you know, that's a, that's just a crazy thought process of how some, somebody has to live. And, and they got a chance to see that. And they all have such a new perspective, um, on the fact, you know, of all the things that they have. So really cool moment. Check out the full video. If you'd like some more, I mean, they talked, like I said, they were there for a whole week and had a ton of stories. They talked for almost a half hour 
Um, and it, none of it was about football. It was all just about that trip. And honestly, we probably could have went on longer uh, to find out more. Uh, also got a chance to talk to Landon Young on on the Big Blue Insider. He called into the show on Monday night. And if you want to check out that podcast, you can find that on any podcast player. Uh, just search Big Blue Insider um, and you'll find it. And where, you know where you could listen to Big Blue Insider? At on the new Himalaya app. Remember to get this show every day. Subscribe to Locked on Kentucky on the new Himalaya podcast app. In an ever-expanding podcast world, you need Himalaya and their personally curated playlists and new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Locked on Kentucky. Today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. Now it's time for me to tell you guys about Twillery.com. If you go to Twillery.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on, you're going to get $25 off some awesome freaking t-shirts. Twillery is built on a century-old family manufacturing business. They make millions of shirts a year for leading brands, and they leverage those contracts and their team's technical know-how to keep costs down while maintaining high standards in quality and craftsmanship. They have these awesome untuckable shirts. They're also non-iron, and they're performance dress shirts. That's what they're selling to you here, some dress shirts. For as low as $55. Plus, you get free shipping and return. You, it, like, there's no risk here. And you ain't going to go into any department store and get a get a, such an awesome shirt uh, for $55. And right now, there's even more going on because with Father's Day approaching, you will get a free set of bottle opener collar stays. So if you go to twillery.com slash locked on, use the promo code locked on and order before Father's Day, you'll get a free set of bottle openers on top of that awesome discount. So check it out. Twillery.com slash locked on. You are locked on Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, Kyle, let's let's uh give some more let's give some more information on the uh on the heroes, the family of heroes. And uh because we were I don't uh, you I didn't tell you I did this, and I doubt you listened back to the podcast of last night. You're aware that I like clip out some of the outtakes and put them. I up am, there. yeah. yeah. Um, last night's outtake, I was we were still I was still rolling when you were telling me the story that you're about to retell, and when we right. just laughed for like ten straight seconds uh, after yep. you told me the that was the end of the podcast. Just the laughing. <laughs> just the laughing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now, since I've set it up and people were like maybe wondering what was so daggone funny, you can tell them. Uh, well, yeah, I had teased to you on the podcast when I knew you were still recording that uh, that Tyler Hero's dad, all four of the parents in our exit interview series, uh, PJ's dad, Reed's dad, uh, Keldon's dad, and then lastly, Tyler's dad, they all said uh, Kenny Payne when I asked who besides John Calipari had the greatest influence on your son while you were in Kentucky, and they all just raved about Kenny. Uh, but I had teased to you on the last episode that uh, that Tyler's dad had been had been the most over the top in his praise of Kenny Payne, and then when it ended, I told you what it was, and that made us laugh. And that was he basically said, "If anything ever happens to me, Kenny Payne would be basically be his dad." <laughs> <laughs> and I think the way I said it to you was so to clarify. Uh, 
Tyler Hero's dad said, if he ever dies, Kenny Payne's going to be Tyler's dad. And we started laughing. But that's basically what he said. He said he's been like a real father figure to him. And he said like so much so that if anything ever happens to me, like Kenny would be the guy. Uh, that sounds, you, so, were, you, you were joking about the, uh, like the 90s sitcom-esque of, of the Kentucky players getting moved into, the, that would be a 90s sitcom. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, Kenny Payne, Kenny, uh, basketball assistant coach Kenny Payne, six foot nine black guy, uh, adopts white kid from Wisconsin <laughs> after tragic uh, yeah. moose, ac- moose accident. Are there, are there mooses in Wisconsin? Uh, I don't know. I just think of it as almost like Alaska. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I think I think it. Uh, I think that would be great, Kenny. I mean, I don't want anything to happen to Tyler Hero's dad. No. I think it would be. I think it would be a great story if, if Kenny Payne adopted him. Um, but you know, you know, on a serious note, I tweeted out like a four-panel thing. Now that the series is done, so that the exit interviews, uh, everybody's. Uh, is posted now. I think they're pretty revealing, really interesting. Um, those are all up at the athletic. Um, but I, I did a four panel, uh, screen grabs of the, just the answer to that one question, you know, who had the most influence on your son at Kentucky from all four dads. And it's the, the, all four of their complete answers on Kenny Payne. Hopefully people will, will subscribe and read the, the complete exit interviews from all four dads. But if not, you can get a little taste of it there. It's, it's, it really is remarkable. They all said Kenny, and it wasn't just, you know, Kenny Payne and let's move on. It was Kenny Payne, and let me tell you why I love Kenny Payne. Um, and, and you'll get that no matter who you talk to, um, players, parents, current, former. Um, it's, it's pretty incredible <laughs> the way that he is universally revered by guys, and so many guys that are in the NBA still come back and work out with Kenny because of that. Um, so hopefully people will check that out. But yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was a, a really funny and good answer. And, uh, Tyler Hero's dad was excellent just all the way around. I thought his, his stuff was probably him and Keldon's dad, uh, I thought had the best, uh, overall answers to those questions. You think I should clip this out? Like if we want to befriend Kenny Payne, I clip this portion out and then just send it to him and then he can renegotiate a contract. Yeah, exactly. I tweeted, is Kenny Payne worth 900000 a year? I'd say so. Um, you know, I, I would be taking that to the bosses, but I think they all know. I think, yeah. let's, let's be honest, nine hundred grand ain't underpaid. He is, if not the highest, he's one of the highest, one of the handful of highest paid assistant coaches in uh, college basketball. 900000 a year puts him ahead of like, I think it was like over half of the, the head coach, D1 head coaches in the last NCAA tournament. Because, you know, that factors in, uh, you know, small schools and mid-majors and even some, you know, low-end, low, low end high-major coaches. Uh, that there's a number of reasons Kenny Payne hasn't moved on, but one of them is he's not just going to take any job because he's, like, making head coach money at the best, one of the, you know, three or four best places in the world to coach basketball. Um, according to the Wisconsin Mammal Species website, there are twenty to forty mooses. Wait, moose is a word where it's just the plural. Is, I think it's meese. I think that's wrong. <laughs> it's definitely wrong. It's just moose. Yeah, twenty to forty of those animals. So I was not wrong. Not particularly. So Tyler's hero, Tyler Hero's dad, could be done in by a moose. And in which case, 
Yeah. Ukraine could adopt Tyler Hero. I think it's not really outlandish. I think I should start writing that script. Yeah, um, you're you're the writer. I'll I'll start getting funding together. All right, sounds good. And we'll start by asking the fabulous people at La Rosa's who sponsor this podcast. Maybe Kenny Payne could somehow have to open a pizza place. I don't know why, because he's so rich from making money, but uh, whatever. <laughs> but, I like it. Oh, goodness. All right. Uh, that's going to... Oh, quick note. Um, this is just going to uh, be kind of me sighing heavily because Zach Thompson, UK baseball's uh, star pitcher, was drafted 19th overall in the MLB draft by... The St. Louis Cardinals, who I despise. So this is kind of is the a, a very bad case scenario for myself. The two pro teams that I hate the most take in guys that I covered tangentially uh, at Kentucky and really enjoyed. Zach Thompson and Benny Snell are now... Uh, is dead to me too strong? I don't know. <laughs> but I'm not going to root for him. So there we go. Um, all right, uh, please rate, review, subscribe, and share this podcast. Follow along with Kyle's work on The Athletic and follow him on Twitter. At Kyle Tucker underscore ATH. Follow me at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. Listen to me on Big Blue Insider weeknights, 6 to 8 p.m. Wednesday, 1130. We're going to be at Grassroots Pharmacy. We're filming. Well, we're not filming. I don't know. We'll <laughs> probably take some videos. We're recording a live podcast. Come out there. Hang out. Um, I'm going to give away some memorabilia that I have, UK memorabilia. Um, Kyle will be there and answer all your questions. And we'll, if you, I'll, I'm going to bring an extra mic. I'm throwing this out there. I'm going to bring an extra mic. And if you have a question to, on the podcast, I'll let, give you a mic. And you can ask it so you can be on this podcast yourself. Maybe that will get with some people interested because Grassroots is a, is a great place. Plus, you need to just check out that store if you haven't been out there um, yet. So mark your calendars and be there, please. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon. You are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. Yeah, oh, I didn't even think about I didn't even realize that. Wow, that just dawned on me. I'm a dummy. That that's what they tried to hang in yeah, Nashville. That was the, yeah, that was the banner that the... Uh... The NFL made them first. Made them like take the NFL, like block out the NFL logo, and I noticed it's still blocked out on where it's hanging at UK. Yeah, that, and, then, and then made them take it down altogether.